Hello and welcome to this episode of the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now this week, the weather has been a very big talking point in the news and probably amongst ourselves and is very much a key feature in this week's podcast. The reason being is that we have had some very cold weather hit us over this last week and particularly over the weekend. And when I say cold, here at home I registered a temperature of minus 5 degrees C. And that was over the weekend. Now I don't think I've ever seen that temperature outside. It could well have done in the past, but I just don't recall seeing it. I'm bringing this up now because in the future I will have the ability to record and keep track of the weather. My lovely wife Amanda has very kindly brought me a weather tracker for a Christmas present. This will record the temperature in my garden and my greenhouse as well as rainfall and many other features. And I believe this is just going to be a very, very useful tool for gardening. It's going to be interesting just to see how much the weather will affect the germination rate of some seeds, how it will affect the amount of crops that we get, and also just a useful tool to keep reflecting back on and and seeing how things have changed over the years. Now, I do try and monitor the weather predictions very carefully. Like many of us, our time in the garden is limited mostly to weekends. And I like to plan what I can do at the weekend, and often that involves working around the weather. So keeping an eye out for the weather is, is essential And I kept an eye on the weather over this last week and I had to take action pretty early on in the week because I was seeing that it was just going to get very, very cold. Now, cold weather, of course, can just kill some of our plants, can make digging and weeding very tricky. And also there's the potential that it could make myself get very, very ill. As soon as I realised that the temperature was going to be cold, I took action. I always have some environment to hand so that I can rush out and protect some of my plants. So last week after work, I popped the allotment. It was dark. I couldn't really see much, but I needed to offer some of my plants a bit of protection. Now, on my allotment, if you have been following this podcast, you would know that I don't really have a huge amount of plants growing on the allotment at the moment, especially tender plants. We've got a few brassicas, they can generally cope with the cold and I didn't offer those any protection. But I have planted some overwintering plants. My garlic, my onions, my peas and more broad beans all needed a bit of protection. So I took the environment down there and I covered it over in order to protect these plants. My biggest concern is with the peas. They're the one I'm not sure if they are going to make it or not, but we will see how it turns out later on in the season. Now, EnviroMesh, for those that don't know, is basically a very thin mesh blanket and it acts as a very thin blanket. It traps in some of that heat and it's often enough just to keep that temperature above freezing underneath that blanket. And that's usually enough just to protect the plants. But back at home, my garden is a little bit more sheltered. We've got fences on all sides and that can often help keep the temperature just fractionally higher than on the allotment. But I still did take some of that EnviroMesh and just place it over some of my mustard and my chard plants in the veggie bed and also over the pots in the patio garden. But most of my less hardy plants, they've all gone into the greenhouse earlier on in the year. And this is really 
where I've been focusing a lot of my energies over this last week. My greenhouse at home, it does have plastic windows and it's a single layer of plastic, not twin-walled polycarbonate panes. Twin-walled polycarbonate is almost like a double glazing on a greenhouse. It traps in more of that heat on the inside when compared to normal plain glass. Plain glass is very inefficient at trapping heat, to be honest with you. Most greenhouses are made of of this very thin plain glass, but they are very inefficient. They allow heat to escape quite easily. However, that's all completely irrelevant at home. As I said, the greenhouse is made out of a, a single thin plastic. It's slightly better at heat retention than glass, to be fair, but not as good as twin walled polycarbonate. Inside my greenhouse, I do keep a water butt with water in it, and that does act as what I call a heat battery, in that during the day, it absorbs some of that heat from the sun as it warms up, and then during the night, it reflects some of that heat back out into the greenhouse as the, as the temperatures try and equalise. It's what I've found to be a very good way of just maintaining a more even temperature in that greenhouse. And it's something I've done for years. And usually that's all I've ever needed to do. As I said earlier, we don't usually have such a huge drop in temperatures, certainly not temperatures as low as what we are having. So I was a little concerned. That first night I went out there and I just placed some EnviroMesh over the plants in order to protect them inside the greenhouse. The next day when I checked on the plants, it did seem to work. And as far as I can tell, we've had no losses. But I knew it was going to get colder. So more action was necessary for this greenhouse. First thing I did was just looked at insulating the walls of the greenhouse so that I can keep in more of that heat inside the greenhouse. But I did want to block out the light because that would also kill out the plants. Luckily, I had a load of bubble wrap that I've been collecting and I managed to secure this inside the greenhouse all over the windows and that just added that extra insulating layer and just trapped in more of that heat. Now to be honest I probably should have placed a bubble wrap up a few weeks ago perhaps in October November time but because we generally do have very mild temperatures here where I live it's not been a uh, approach I've taken in the past it's something that I've never had to do in the past but this year because of this just sudden drop in temperature it was necessary and as I said earlier about monitoring the temperature going forward if this is something that we're going to have happen a lot in the future it may be necessary to start using bubble wrap around October November time in order to protect all my plants that I have in there but then this led me down the path of do I need to heat my greenhouse and again in the past, I've never had to heat my greenhouses. And what with energy costs being so high, it's not really something that I really want to do. But at this temperature, I felt it was necessary. Now, the safest thing for me, I felt, would be to run an electric heater into the greenhouse with a thermostat just set on low that it would just keep the temperature above freezing, which is all I really want to do. Due to my job, I can easily run electric power into my greenhouse and make it safe and also be compliant, mostly due to my job that I'm able to do that. But electrics can be dangerous. So I just want to say anybody else who isn't qualified, you will need to get an electrician to run electrics. And that is so it is safe and covered by your insurance. However, 
I didn't do this in all honesty. It's what I would have done if I had the time. I didn't have the time to run electrics. So instead, that left me with my small paraffin heater. I bought this heater a few years ago. It's a very small one and it is really designed for cold frames. So it doesn't pot out a huge amount of heat. But again, as I said earlier, I'm just trying to keep the temperature above freezing. And I thought it might just help to keep that temperature a little higher. So I filled the heater up with paraffin, pulled out the wick and lit it and placed it in the greenhouse in the centre of the path. Now the path is made of concrete slabs, so it's not going to set anything on fire. This has been a big concern about mine with using a paraffin heater because, of course, my greenhouse is made of plastic. It's highly combustible. If it catches fire, it's going to burn. It's going to burn my neighbour's fence down and possibly even damage some of our houses as well. So with a paraffin heater, I want to be incredibly, incredibly careful and make sure it doesn't catch fire. And I did that. I did that. I set it up, got it running, and I checked on it a few times during the evening just to make sure. I did find that the flame extinguished itself a couple of times for no reason. Sometimes I got it running, sometimes I didn't. But when I went to bed, it was running. When I got up in the morning and checked on it, the uh, the flame had gone out during the night. So I wasn't happy with this paraffin heater, to be honest. I think that's why I didn't use it in the past. I don't know if it's a faulty paraffin heater but it's certainly not one that I would be trying to use again. Now, paraffin heaters are a very popular choice, and I did think about buying another paraffin heater. I went back to the drawing board, started looking into it, but what I was looking at doing, if anything, would be to buy two paraffin heaters so that I could have both of those set up. That way, if one failed, the second one would still work and just prevent any losses. But, of course, there's an expense involved in that. I am trying to to remember the cost of living crisis that is going on. So I didn't really want to do this. Added to that, the use of paraffin heaters does leave us with this problem that there could be a fire. But also, as they burn, they also could give off carbon monoxide, which could cause um, injury to myself if I go into the greenhouse. What I would have to do is open the door about 10 minutes before I go in. in. That way I'd let some fresh air in, get rid of any carbon monoxide and um, it should be safe for me. But obviously then I've got to make sure my dog doesn't go in the greenhouse at the same time. This isn't an ideal solution for me in all honesty. And I didn't want to do this. So instead I made 24 hour candles. Now I say 24 hour candles They've lasted longer than that. Now, this is a very simple thing to do. What I did is I took a standard candle. They're pretty cheap. And I found a jam jar that that candle fitted inside. Then I got some solid vegetable fat. It's usually sold under the name Trex here in the UK. We could use lard, but lard, I believe, smells pretty bad when it burns. Anyway, melted the vegetable fat gently in a saucepan and once it was all melted I just let the fat cool for 10 minutes in the in the meantime I warmed up the jam jar just by pouring in some boiling hot water just so that when the fat goes into the jam jar it doesn't cause the jam jar to crack now once the fat had cooled I poured the fat into the jam jar after removing all the boiling water of course 
And then I just let the mat cool a little bit more until it started to solidify. Still wanted it to be very soft because then we wanted to push the candle into the center of the jam jar so that that candle is then surrounded by all the fat and stands up by itself. We then let that cool a little bit longer and then I took it to the greenhouse and lit the candle. Now this not only lasted all night, it lasted all weekend and it kept my plants safe. It just kept that frost away, which is what I really wanted to do. So the, the combination of this candle, putting out better heat, the insulation and the water butt all work together to protect my plants. Mission accomplished. Absolutely fantastic. Very happy with that. Best of all, it was quite cheap to do and it's helped save my plants during this cold period. Now, usually I would be sharing my diary updates in this podcast. And because of this cold temperature, I just felt it was too cold to work outside. And when I say too cold, I'm very used to working in cold temperatures. I, I know how to keep warm. Plenty of layers of clothes, keep moving and lots of hot drinks, etc., etc. But my biggest fear with it being so cold and not being used to it is that it could damage our soil. So what I mean by that is that the top layer of soil does act as a bit of a insulating layer. Any life in that soil is going to go further down where it's a little bit warmer, a little bit more protected. But that top layer, especially if you've added mulches or compost recently, it's just going to be an insulating layer. If we then dig into that soil or we pull weeds out, which disturbs that soil, all that life is then going to be exposed to the frost and therefore it's going to be killed. That's not what I wanted to achieve at all. I want to protect my soil as much as possible. I feel if we have good soil, we have good plants. This is my complete and utter mantra, my, my way of gardening. And because of this, I just decided that over the weekend, I would concentrate on work in my sheds, just organising my shelves and storage in order to make it a bit more accessible for the coming year, which, to be honest, didn't give me very much to talk about. But what I would really love to know is how you cope with cold weather. Like I say, it's a very new experience for me. I've never known the temperature to be this low. But if you've got any experience or any methods that you found work for you, then please do get in touch. Now, my email address is richard at uk, or you can find me on social media and send me a message that way. Alternatively, you can head to the website at uk and leave a comment as well. Now, if you are visiting the website, then perhaps you'd be good enough and you want to support this podcast to become a supporting member. Details on that are on the website. Just head over to the vegetgrowpodcast.co.uk. But for that, you get extra behind-the-scenes podcasts as well as a collection of seeds sent to your door every month. Now, finally, if you've enjoyed this podcast, I know it's very short compared to my usual length, but if you have enjoyed it, then please consider leaving us a review on your podcast service. It goes a long way to help us get found and uh, get new listeners it really does help i cannot stress just how important it is to get reviews we will be back again next time where hopefully it's going to be a little bit warmer so until then please take care and keep warm <laughs>